Welcome to Wellspring on the Air. I'm Mario Diarmis, the therapist at Wellspring and the host of today's show about people pleasing. And joining me today is Nicole Alfonso. Nicole, how are you? Hey, good. How are you, Mario? Everything's great. I love this topic. It really um, speaks to me and uh, very much looking forward to broaching it with you. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Nicole, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your mission at Wellspring, and the work that you do? Yes, yeah, so um, I'm Nicole, and I'm a counselor here at Wellspring. I've been here almost nine years, which is pretty cool and exciting. Wow. Uh, I do a few things here. I am the director of the Balance Program, which is our youth program to um, help with uh, resolution, resolution of trauma with youth. So that's one big thing I do. I, I'm also a counselor, obviously, so I see my clients. And then I also host uh, our podcast. I'm on the other side today, but I usually do host some of some of our podcasts. And I speak around in the community, educating the community on mental health. Um, love what I do. I am uh, married 15 years, have two kids. One is in entering that teenage the teenage years. So I, um, yeah, life is good. Life is good. Um, so yeah, <laughs> life is good and busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Well, people pleasing is something that we stumble upon all the time mm -hmm. and, uh, adolescents and adults alike can relate to it. Uh, so I'm so important that you'll be addressing it. And just to start off, like, how would you define people pleasing? Okay, so let's, let's, yeah, let's start there. So a people pleaser is a person who feels a strong urge to please other people at their own expense. Okay, so that means that they may feel that their wants and needs do not matter. And so they alter their personality around other people to cater to other people. Now, this is different from traits such as kindness, generosity, and altruism, while people can make a balance and intentional choice to actually do favors for other people and um, an individual who is a people pleaser will have a hard time saying no. You know, they may agree to things they do not want to um, or are not able to do, but they still will say yes. Um, a person with a strong urge to, play, to please may feel they need to do whatever others want them to do. Uh, and they may cover up how they really feel. Um, and so also they may feel temporarily good. And this is important because it may seem like, well, I'm doing the right thing because it feels good. It, they may feel temporarily good um, after they please someone, but this feeling does not last. Then they start kind of feeling like I didn't have a voice or I didn't say what I really wanted to say or, you know. Um, so this can be, this is where it can be, it can get a little bit hard for people. Right. Cause there's a difference between doing you a favor out of the kindness of my heart right? and being able to be of assistance. And the other part is like at your own peril, you compromise your own values or you're just doing things for validation, even exactly. when you would rather not, but it's so important to get that approval from someone else. And right. And that's distinction. That's actually the distinction because the motivation behind the behavior of people pleasing. Right. So because we can be nice to someone, we can do things for people. But if we're doing it with the motivation of I can't live without approval, then that's more people pleasing. Yeah, exactly. And like anything else, there's signs. Right. Yes. So what would you say those signs are? 
So here we go. Let the possible signs are number one, you pretend to agree with everyone. So you avoid disagreeing. You avoid kind of voicing your own honest opinion. Um, you want to be liked. So you don't want to like shake the boat, you know? So that's one pretend to agree with everyone. Mm -hmm. You feel responsible for how other people feel. Um, and this is this is a big deal because um, it's really healthy to recognize how your behavior might influence other people. But thinking you have power to make someone happy or not, um, it's really not that's not truth. It, it's up to each individual to be in charge of their own emotions. Yes. Um, yes. So that's that's important. Not not you're not responsible for other people's feelings. So you don't have to walk in eggshells and do certain things that. Um, to, to pacify or to, you know, help people manage Correct. their emotions. So another sign is that you apologize often. So you're kind of always saying, sorry. Um, you kind of blame yourself uh, often for things that really don't belong to you. Um, and you have a fear of others blaming you. So, um, so yeah, freaking, freaking apologizing can be a, a sign of something bigger mm -hmm. than just, yeah, you really being wrong. Um, you really don't have to be sorry for being yourself and for having your own values and opinions. The, uh, the, the next one is you feel burdened by things you have to do. So you maybe take on more than you can, right? So this is the, that place where you can't say no. So you take more, um, even if you don't have the time, even if it goes into family time or to other commitments. So you kind of overcommit uh, and take on more than, than you should. And then that feels really burdensome to you and you're overwhelmed all the time. Right. So that's a sign. Uh, yeah. Um, because the truth is you're in charge of your time. Um, and so, but if you're a people pleaser, there's a good chance your schedule is filled with activities that you think other people want you to do, not that you actually want to do and you're, you know, in charge of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's yeah. one about not being able to say no that we were talking about too, that it's true sometimes like not being able to say no or depending on praise to get through the day. So it's yeah. like your, your happiness is in someone else's hands in a way. Yeah. So it's really important for us to recognize that saying no is really healthy because it guards what's important to you it guards your priorities, right? And we all have priorities. We have, you know, certain um, priorities in our life, our families, our, you know, our work, whatever, however you prioritize, um, saying no means you say yes to those things. Um, so mm. it's actually really healthy to say no. We can't do it all, you know, because then we are emptied out and we can't give to where we really need to give. So it's really important that we learn that. I think in my case, I've learned, you know, uh with with the years um to say no and like totally be good with it and okay you know um right. they call me like they call me here the power of no like i'm you know <laughs> because i do say yes to a lot of things but i also can say no you know and that's that's good um another sign is that you feel uncomfortable if someone's angry at you so mm -hmm. it's just really hard to bear with the fact that someone doesn't agree with you or is upset with you. Um, it just because someone's mad doesn't necessarily mean you did anything wrong. Um, but if you can't stand the thought of someone being displeased with you, then that probably is um, people pleasing. 
and um yeah so that's yeah. Yeah. And, anything and would, conflict related right yeah i would go further than to say not only angry but any other uncomfortable emotion that somebody else is feeling that you don't you know feel comfortable around you know yeah another is you act like people around you so you adjust right you kind of like a chameleon and you adjust to how people around you are acting um so you sabotage yourself and your own goals and your own values just to kind of like fit in and and not kind of rock the boat um so some studies show that people pleasers engage in self-destructive behavior if they think it will help others feel more comfortable in social situations. Mm. So this is really actually can be quite dangerous because then you do things that could cause you harm because could cause someone else harm, right? So um, uh, here's an example. People pleasers eat more when they think it will make other people happy, which is kind of funny, but you know. Wow. Um, maybe you you drink more too. Like if you're right. around someone that you know they like to drink, and then you're like, you know, you'll drink more just because you want to keep going with the flow of what's happening and not like you know put anybody down or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Another is the need to praise uh, to feel good. So I'm sorry. You need to pray. You need praise. Like you need someone to praise you, not right. that you praise them so somebody needs to be praising you with kind words uh, to feel good um so that's a lot of needing validation all the time about mm. you know for your self-worth right it rests on that it rests on people always constantly telling you that you're doing well and you needing that um validation from from people at work from you know home um things like that yeah yeah. And then you go to great lengths to avoid conflict. So yeah, you'll kind of do anything because conflict is is not something you can handle. Um, and you don't want to start conflict. So this can really limit relationships because relationships require some conflict for growth, you know? And so if you avoid conflict, then there's actually no depth to relationships at times. So this can limit how far relationships can go because you're just kind of like, well, let's just stay on the border, you know, and not shake it up. Exactly. Um, and then lastly is you don't admit when you feel hurt, you avoid um, advocating for your own needs. Um, and so you say, no, all is, I'm good, all is fine. Like, you know, I'm okay. Like, you know, so then um, you're kind of dismissing your own feelings. And as counselors, we don't ever want to do, you know, for you to do that, because that's like a part of you that you're abandoning in a way um, for for other people, for pleasing other people for, you know, so. Yeah, so those are the 10, you know, signs. There's a lot. <laughs> that's, a <but>. lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. But but it's funny because I get this image of of someone in a group having a discussion and saying one thing, you know, whether it's, you know, anything regarding faith or the current mm -hmm. debates of the day, politically, yeah. they say one mm -hmm. thing in one group and then they shift like a chameleon to yeah. another. And then in my mind, it's like, how can you properly reflect on your own views if you're always worried about the way you're going to be perceived yeah. or being liked is your number one priority, then it's hard to really say, what do I think and how do I feel 
you know, because we're so worried about the external all the time. We're really caught in that anxiety of not really being at home with ourselves. Yeah. And being at peace. And that's huge. I think as counselors, we see that, that, you know, people feel are very detached from their own selves, you know, for their emotional selves, from their spiritual selves. And so I think that is a huge point that you bring up that we're so concerned about other people that we're completely detached about on, on ourselves, like, and our, and our self-esteem and our self-worth and everything is just like, not even considered, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Good, good counselors always go deeper and we always want to get to the, the origins of things. Yes. So where, where does all this come from, Nicole? Yeah, where does so people please come from? Yeah, there's a few, you know, kind of uh, reasons like why people kind of fall into this habit or way of being. And so experiencing, the, here are some of the things, experiencing violence of a parent or caregiver or partner having an emotionally unavailable parent, so some emotional abandonment, being in a relationship with a narcissistic parent or partner, mm. because they, you know, they always have to be right or they, you know, their views are right, better. Um, growing up in a family that avoided conflict or had a lot of conflicts, so either extreme. Growing up with a parent or family member who struggled with persistent physical or mental health issues experiencing or being a part of a group of people who experience racism, discrimination, exclusion, or, or microaggressions. So here's the thing with these situations that, you, that I just mentioned. They create an environment ripe for not feeling or being safe. And that's the huge thing. So if you're in a family, if you grew up in a family where there was violence, you did not feel safe. You had to adjust to what was happening. You had to forget about what you're feeling and what's going on. You need to protect yourself, right? So you're just going to go into protecting protection mode. No, you know, if disagreeing, if you disagreed and that would make the violence worse, then you would not talk about that. Um, you would just silence yourself. Um, if you have an emotionally unavailable parent, somebody that's not taking care of you or of your emotions, then you are not feeling like they care about you and that you can speak to them and talk to them, right? So you're not feeling safe. So all these situations um, make you act like you want to become invisible so that you don't rock the boat or make things worse, right? Mm. You want to keep the peace, right? Um and you 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 put what others need above what you need because mm. that creates safety. And so as you grow right. and become an adult, you continue these things like, you know, I'm just going to be invisible here. I'm not going to like, you know, I'm going to just keep the peace. I'm going to agree instead of say my opinion. Um, and I'm just going to put other people before me because that's what's safe. But as adults, we know that um, we can actually find ways to be safe even if we express ourselves, right? But as, but our little person, like our child person inside of us, still feeling for afraid, still feeling, you know, unsafe, will guide these behaviors, you know, as we grow, as we grow. Hmm. So that's really why people become people pleasers from an early age, you know, because they had to for safety um, in their homes. So. Right. There's this, there's one of the, um, as I did my research, one of the, um, one of the articles said, people pleasers start off as parent pleasers. Correct. Because that means that um, 
they evolved to maintain connection and closeness with a parent. So in order for you to still feel like connected to the parent, even though it's not, it, it, even though you felt unsafe, in order to feel that connection, you wanted to make like not shake the boat, right? Keep the peace, put them before you. All those stills, all those things will continue to make you feel connected to your parents. So that was another interesting view. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And either the environment was volatile or mm -hmm. it was negligent. Yes, so exactly. You're, you're adapting to that. And that idea of self-preservation kind mm -hmm. of takes center stage and it gives rise to people pleasing precisely because you want a, a whole amicable, peaceful environment. Exactly, exactly. And then you just keep doing that as an adult, you know, and it's safer it that way. way. Yeah. So we are going to venture on this idea of the negative effects mm. of people pleasing. I want to ask is people pleasing bad for us? And are there any negative risk associated with it? Yeah, so there is some harm that can come from people pleasing, particularly, um, I'll mention some stress. Uh, and we know that stress leads to some, you know, physical issues too. Stress occurs when a person feels they they don't know how to cope with the situation they're in. So, frequently being overbooked, right? Having a high workload, uh, long to do lists, right? To people pleasing may result in like really, really uh, feeling super stressed, and that stress can actually provoke anxiety. Um, so yeah, so stress and anxiety, also tiredness, because if you take too much on um, and if you're putting on more than you can actually handle, um, this can be super mentally and physically draining. Um, so tiredness, neglect, um, this is what we spoke about earlier. If a person has little or time or energy for themselves, they may actually neglect their own self-care. Um, this could include just, you know, personal hygiene, appearance, your mental health, your physical health, um, or even in your career. Um, it may mean that you have less energy for the things that are important to you. So there is a piece of neglect there. Also resentment. I think this is really important. People who feel they have no choice, but to please others may grow to resent their roles there, you know, it could cause feelings of anger and frustration, and it could um, come out, you know, with people that maybe have nothing to do with it. They can also, mm -hmm. it can also look like passive aggressiveness. Um, so it's when that's when someone indirectly expresses anger, like through jokes, sarcasm, right? And that affects your closest relationships. So resentment is not something that we want to have in our hearts. Um, so that could be harmful. It can cause relationship problems um, because with all this stress, tiredness, neglect, you are then not evil, able to be present in your relationships or give your relationships what they need. Um, so a person may feel that their partner takes advantage of their willingness to help, mm. right? So they, it could take advantage of them too. So um, another thing is loss of identity. People who think a lot about pleasing others may become less aware of what they want and how they feel. We talked about this. Um, they lose who they are, what they're here for, what their purpose is. Um, and uh, people pleasing can actually harm others. Um, this can be, it can cause a person to prioritize feeling like over the, uh, like 
um, like they are in charge of the well-being of others, and that's not good for the other person. The other person has to be responsible for themselves, right? Um, so yeah, so we definitely want to not be living in stress, tired all the time, neglecting ourselves, resentful, right? That's just yucky. Like we don't want to be there. So these are also if you're if you're listening and you feel these things then there's a chance that you could be putting uh, way other people, much more people in front of you than yourself, you know, and that people pleasing is really something that you do often and you might not even realize it. So this is just a chance for you to do some introspective thinking about why do I do what I do? Why do I say yes to this? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really am amazed by how oftentimes we get caught up for example saying no we wind up we wind up saying yes to everybody and we're going to disappoint somebody mm, because yeah. you say yes to this commitment to this favor all of a sudden you're stretched thin and someone's disappointed in you anyway right so you didn't please everybody yeah <laughs> you didn't please you upset somebody yeah and then sometimes we're so bent on making someone feel good but when you love somebody, there are moments of healthy confrontation, mm -hmm. what we call care confrontation, where maybe what they need is, is out of concern, yeah. some tough love. Yeah. And that might really violate the idea of people pleasing, but it's really beneficial for that person because we've been the beneficiaries of somebody speaking truth to us. Yes, that's made absolutely. Us mm -hmm. But if we're so focused on people pleasing that we might miss out on an opportunity to help somebody grow right, just right. like we appreciate our friends even though at the time we don't like it per se they've spoken to us out of love and it's made us better too so yeah you know, those are the things that come to my mind as you speak you know, yeah so here's the thing how do we stop like this behavior right. because like i've talked all about and and you know don't feel bad you know I feel like I definitely have some people pleasing in me at times. And so I have to be mindful. Um, but there's things you can do to start becoming more aware and to to stop the these kinds of um, habits. So starting small, you know, to begin with, try committing to meeting one need at a time. So um, just if, if you have many requests coming at you, just choose one, you know, um, I, I think stalling is actually really helpful because sometimes people pleasers are very impulsive, right? Say yes, say yes, because that makes you feel better right away. But stalling is, is um, when someone makes a request of you is good because then you can actually think about it and you don't have to answer immediately. This is something I, it's really important. You do not have to answer that text right away. You can right. let it linger for a while. You can think about it. Um, so that's, that's important, you know, wait, think about it, discuss it with someone that you trust if you need to, you know, another thing is setting time limits. When you say yes to something, you can say, I have this amount of time, right? Um, I, I can meet for coffee for an hour. I can, you know, so you could set a time so it doesn't go on forever. Right. Um, so Yeah. Um, time blocking. So looking at your calendar and block out times in the day um, that you can't do stuff or that you can. Right. So you have space here to like wiggle around. But then this is non-negotiable. Right. Correct. 
And so that's another way, um, even you can do this with days, like, okay, Monday is, is my day of doing these things. So I'm not gonna be able to, you know, do that. Um, I kind of, I do that with my own, myself, you know, my working days, um, my, um, my day at home and setting up my home, you know, things like that. So, um, and then I have actually my day where I can actually have lunches with friends and things like that. So I, I know those days, you know? So um, another thing is rehearsing no. So in many situations, it could be really like uh, hard because you've never like done it. So mm -hmm. it's hard to say no. So rehearsing, like, what would you say? Like, oh my gosh, sadly, I'm really have something else going on. I'm really sorry, I can't, right? Um, I have another commitment. I wish I were able to, but I can't. I'm afraid I can't. I don't have the bandwidth for that right now. That's a great one. I don't have the energy. I don't have the, I, I've been doing too much this week. So I don't right. have, the, you know, um, I'm so glad you asked me, but I can't right now. Let's plan for another time. Thanks for thinking of me, but I can't, right? Um, I'm sorry, I can't fit it in. You don't have to give more information than you have to, but if you feel like you want to, you can. But honestly, a no doesn't need more. That's right. really important. A no doesn't mean no more. But if you feel like, hey, my work is my work, my week is really busy because I got this, this, and this going on, and you want to give reason, that's fine. But you don't have to. No is no. Correct. <laughs> sentence like they say, no is a complete sentence. But you want to be kind, right? In the way that right. you, say, you know, I have too much on my plate this week. Let's try for next week, or you know. Um, yeah. So rehearsing no, and maybe giving options. Like maybe now you can't, maybe tomorrow you can't, but maybe you can another time and you schedule it in, you know? Yeah. So. And visualizing it gives you that confidence to be able to, to implement yes. a, a boundary and, and say it in a way that's comfortable for you. And that can really help you with people pleasing is visualizing how you would say something. So that's a right. great point in that whole thing. Then... To wrap it up, uh, and this has been such a great discussion, uh, how do we bring in the spiritual dimension to it? Okay. What's the spiritual meaning of people pleasing? So here, this is going to be, this is, this is it right here. Okay. People pleasing is an unsupportive pattern that we created, right? That we established from a wound, a spiritual wound of believing you're not worthy. So at some level, you didn't feel like you were important or worthy as you grew up because there was so much chaos going on that was more important to handle than maybe you, right, as a child. Uh, and so there's this sense of I'm not worthy, I'm not important, um, I don't have value, okay, um, which is far from the truth. And we know that because the Bible says how loved and important we do are. So this is a lie that was created in our, because of the dynamics in our homes and that we feel now that we're not worthy of asking for what we need, of voicing our opinions or voicing what we need to, right? Mm -hmm. So um, again, it's from that pattern of not feeling safe. Um, but so some verses to help with this, and I think, you know, we all know that we've been so loved that the Christ has gone to the cross for us, right? Um, and so really, diving into verses that that talk about that about the love that god has for us right he created us for a purpose and um we are worthy every single one of us no matter what we've done right and so 
um, digging into that. But he, these are other verses for just really nipping that people pleasing. For I, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. That's Galatians 1.10. And that's a struggle that we, you know, do I please the people or do I please God, right? Um, and God, of course, has entrusted us with our own priorities, our own um, roles and our own purposes that we need to guard, right? And so that's why people pleasing uh, could be dishonoring in a way because we are not um, giving the attention to what God has given us and we're giving the attention to other things, right? Mm. And then the last one verse that I have here is do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Whatever we do, we need to, you know, bounce it off of God and, and be sure that this is what he wants us to do, you know? Um, And if we have peace there, then that's it. That's good. You know, um, and we also have to make sure we're transforming our minds and with this piece of worthiness. You know, we are all worthy uh, to choose, to choose what we put our energy to, right? We don't have to do it for other people. We do it because we know that God ha- wants that to for us, you know? So, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit on that spiritual piece, both the fact that we need to feel worthy of our own, um, opinions in our own self and, and valuing our person, right? Taking care of ourselves and um, seeking the approval of God, not of man. So beautifully put, Nicole, that our worth, our dignity is rooted in Christ mm-hmm. and that we were made in the image and likeness of God. So yes. thank you so much for that powerful message. As we conclude this show, thank you for joining us. So it's time to close out the show. And Nicole, thank you again for your incredible and insightful message. We hope you learned some valuable information and felt motivated to take steps to honor yourselves. And thank you for joining our show today. Again, if you join this program midstream, you can find this show and others on podcasts at Wellspring on the air or on our blog on wellspringmiami.org. The title of today's show, Beneath the Smile, People Pleasing, uh, was brought to us by Nicole. And uh, may we continue to share that message to one another in terms of our core dignity. Uh, encourage us and let us know you are listening by sending comments or questions to on the air at wellspringmiami.org. Thank you for joining us once more with Nicole Alfonso, Wellspring on the air because hearts and minds. <laughs>